What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Rebel Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. I wanted to do an episode today, Sunday, 3.33 p.m. Talk about the fights this weekend. Tynan fought on flow grappling. Professor John, Jonathan Alves, fought on flow grappling. There's a big IBJJF Grand Prix on flow grappling. It was an awesome event. Also, last night, Saturday night, the UFC had a huge event in Vegas. Um, so I just got done teaching my privates today, cleaning the academy. I have to get a new battery for my clock. The clock stopped on Saturday. But overall, fun weekend. Seven days a week, I'm at my school. And uh, the consistency is what gives you confidence. I'm all set up for a good week, ready to teach my 6 a.m. Monday class. And going there on Sunday, um, sometimes I have the day off on Sunday and I just spend it with my family. But honestly, uh, going in on Sunday just gives me a little bit more confidence going into the week. It makes me really feel like the week is going to be strong. I have a lot of stuff coming up. I'm doing like a family day next Saturday. I have a bunch of new students, so I like getting ahead on the week. Uh, Sunday's the first day of the week. I know it seems like it's Monday. That's the first day of the work week, first day of the school week. But when I was a kid, they say, hey, what's the first day of the week? It's Sunday. So it's nice to kind of get a strong start, front load the week, get a strong start, and then uh, the rest of the week is not as stressful. So I watched, let's start with Friday. So Friday I watched the IBJJF Grand Prix. There was a lightweight tournament with Jonathan Alves. There was a super fight with Tynan. These are two uh, amazing jiu-jitsu athletes, great coaches. They're coaches at AOJ. Um, they both coach when I was training there. And I brought them to my academy, Rebel Jiu-Jitsu in Boulder City come train with us. I brought them to my academy for seminars, both of them. I, I've had time in twice uh, in the two years I've been open. Both of them, amazing, amazing seminars. I had Jonata a few months ago for an amazing seminar. Um, big fans of these guys. They're my favorite uh, black belts to watch compete. Now, it's it's a difficult sport, okay? They're fighting other black belts that are amazing. And I think that's one of the interesting things about IBJJF competition that makes it different than UFC or even no-gi. In no-gi, they have rash guards on. Maybe they're shirtless. And sometimes it's black belts fighting black belts. Sometimes it's black belts fighting purple belts, blue belts. Um, when it's two black belts that are really good at jujitsu and have fought each other before, it's just going to get closer and closer. You're not going to see Jonata throw some guy over his head and twist him up in the air and do a flying triangle, flying armbar against another black belt, like close to his level. That's, you know, multiple time champion in different organizations. They're level is comparable and it's going to be a close match john won the tournament he won the lightweight grand prix i think he got like ten thousand dollars 
but it was close matches. Like he won by a couple advantages. Uh, they both scored two, I think, um, two to two, and then he won ref's decision. That's how it's going to be in the gi. Uh, it's a little bit more advanced. If their only priority was to make an exciting fight, they should have John fight uh, a UFC fighter in the gi, and he would absolutely destroy him. But if they're putting on the two best guys, which Andy Marisaki is much better than some random UFC fighter, uh, then there's going to be close matches. That is fine with me. It was still just a 10-minute match, so I learned a lot just watching it. But you have to expect it's not going to be like a blowout when it's really the two best guys. Um, Tynan versus Isaac was a good match, but it's the same thing. Like Isaac is a head coach at Dream Art, world champion black belt, really strong, I'm sure, right? He has a lot of ways to keep himself from getting submitted. So Tynan passed his guard. And then Isaac, uh, he didn't turtle. He didn't give up his back. He stayed flat on his back. And even though his guard was passed, he was able to defend submissions. So again, like Tynan really showed the victory, the clear victory. He showed that he dominated. I didn't like the uh, penalties, like the stalling penalties. I think that's ridiculous. It's hard to hold someone down inside control, try to fight a black belt world champion at least drinking protein shakes if not any other supplements right and you have to hold him down inside control that's hard uh can't get a stalling thing for holding someone down inside control what's he supposed to do let him up even at the end he kind of did like let him up to to make it more action-packed and then pass his guard again uh, same with John, like they started to give him almost like a stalling penalty and I saw him look up and I feel like that's when maybe Andy got his sweep. I really just don't want any interference at all from the refs. I like that there's points so you could really decide a winner and so that there's a clear cut path to victory for the athletes that are competing when there's no points at all and it's just submission only, <clears throat> there's no point to risk anything. So I like the points knowing who wins, but the penalties, the disadvantages, I think there's a better way to do it. Again, like Tyner was dominating. Had he got DQ'd for maintaining side control, that would have been ridiculous. He dominated the fight. So super good matches. Uh, I love jiu-jitsu. I love gi jiu-jitsu. I love no gi jiu-jitsu. I would like to see the gi jiu-jitsu keep getting bigger. And I think Tynan is someone that is really helping that move forward. In his interview, in his post-fight speech, he didn't curse at anyone. He didn't do anything disrespectful. It's harder to be the Mr. Nice Guy all the time, especially when people are attacking you left and right. So I have a lot of respect for Tynan and the professionalism he's bringing to the sport. Um, he's someone that you could show your kids this athlete and like he's a great role model and he's literally teaching kids class like being a role model for those kids at AOJ I think that's awesome uh, he has a great family he's doing this to make a life for himself and his family 
And he's proving that you could be a jiu-jitsu champion without talking trash, without being disrespectful to anyone. Really great example of like a professional martial, martial artist. Love it. So now let's move to UFC, what was it, 285, 258? I don't know. Numbers, I don't know. I'm a jiu-jitsu teacher, but uh, really great event. Um, John Jones fought in the main event. He fought Surreal Gan, a French kickboxer. So I don't usually bet on fights. I am not somebody that gambles. Uh, I gamble on myself. I invest in myself and work my butt off. At least I know that I'm working hard. And usually that pays off. But in terms of gambling, I don't like to gamble on other people. I have no idea what's going on in their lives. Uh, Someone might look big and strong and ready to win a fight. And then you find out they tore their hamstring and went into the fight anyway. You never know. It's a cage fight. Anyone could win. But that being said... Out of all the uh, possibilities to gamble on, uh, John Jones is a pretty safe bet. Okay, John Jones, he's fought, I think, 14 title defenses. That has to be the most of anyone. He's never lost a fight in the cage. He has almost 30 fights. He's never lost a fight. So he's like 26, 27 fights. He's never lost. So for me, okay, that's... He's probably going to win. That was my first thought. He's probably going to win. So I asked my students on Saturday, Saturday's class, hey, uh, any bookies in here? What's going on? Anybody know a bookie? I'm from New Jersey. So uh, apparently now there's apps you could bet on, all this futuristic stuff. One of my students uh, gambles on the UFC fight sometimes. So he said, yeah, coach, I could put you down. What what are you looking to do? What, What are you looking to take? So I said, okay, well, I want John Jones. He's going to win. I want him to take him to win. They said, okay, the way it works, you put $100 on John Jones. He's the favorite. So you'll get back like 50 bucks or something. Uh, not, not exciting enough for me. So I said, okay, what's, uh, what is it if he wins by submission? Oh, well, if he wins by submission, then it's four to one. So if you put in 100, you make 400. I thought about, okay, John Jones, amazing grappler, great submissions. Sorry about that, guys. My wife just called me when I was talking about John Jones' submissions. Uh, I'm on my way home. I'm just doing a quick podcast. But anywho, John Jones, great submissions. Uh, He tapped out Vitor Belfort after almost getting his arm broken. He choked out Leota Machida. He is a beast he taps out a lot of people i think when it comes down to someone bigger and stronger in my head i was like all right he's not gonna stand and bang he's gonna try to take this guy down and submit him so i guess all my years of jujitsu paid off finally because then they went and fought he took him down the first round tapped him out and the only bet i've placed in the ufc ever I was completely right. I put put down 100, won 400. Definitely happy with those results. So who knows? Maybe I should start betting on UFC fights. Maybe I'll just take the money and run because uh, the house always wins, guys. All right. I'm lucky I got out of this one alive. I'm not doubling nothing. I'm just going to take my money and uh, maybe get a new show your roll gi. So 
<clears throat> other fights on the card that were exciting i was excited to see bo nickel that was the first time i watched him fight live to me he's kind of like john jones right awesome wrestler you see him standing next to some guy with big muscles you don't necessarily think he's gonna take them down and dominate him it's not about muscles it's not a bodybuilding contest so these wrestlers these grapplers with 10 years of grappling 12 years of grappling 15 years when they grab a hold of you it's a little bit different and it's not something you just see it's not a bodybuilding competition it's a cage fight so watching bo nickel awesome performance he choked out his his opponent in the first round similar scenario to john jones uh the women's championship fight pretty shocking to see uh grasso choke out shevchenko those that's the girl's name i'm pretty sure grasso uh choked out shevchenko shevchenko threw that spinning back kick missed didn't really have the right distance for it and the girl jumped on her back and choked her that's the coolest thing about jujitsu and mma fighting is you could be losing if you choke them out you win you could be down 10 points if you choke them out you win football never happens soccer never happens basketball never happens you can't just get a good awesome slam dunk and win uh you have to come up with those points in fighting you could be losing the whole time and win in the last minute that was kind of what happened in this fight shevchenko was winning she was losing the boxing then she started taking her down they got stood up which was kind of like uh i disagreed with the stand-up from close guard just to i guess make the fight more exciting the ref got nervous stood them up the fight continued before the choke. She also got illegal upkicked, Shevchenko. So it was like a little bit of controversy for sure. But in the end, Shevchenko got choked out. Grasso got the sub. Um, she showed great jiu-jitsu and great boxing, Grasso. So she could win. Shevchenko is a beast. She's so scary looking and all that. So serious. Some of the stuff she does with, the with her grappling is like more like judo style. Where she's like uh, doing these like headlocks, the spinning back kick stuff, like giving up her back too much. She gave it up and she got choked out. So it's almost like she's doing that more old school, almost like catch wrestling judo style uh, grappling, where Grasso like had a little bit more modern jujitsu and defended the attacks from Shevchenko taking her down. She defended wrapped up some guillotines made space got back up and it was time to get on her back she took it she choked her out it was on the face just shows you can't defend a choke with your face guys okay like nikki rod says anything under the eyeballs you're gonna get got so that was a cool fight john jones was a good fight tynan amazing fight jonathan alvez amazing fight um it was a cool weekend Lots of big events. Cool to see this sport move forward, both the sport of MMA and the sport of jiu-jitsu. When I was a kid, I was reading and watching John Jones stuff on AOL. Uh, I remember watching on AOL the interviews with him and Ariel Hawani. Um, I remember when he became the youngest light heavyweight champion. He took Rashad Evans' spot, then they fought. And he's been dominant for a long time. So pretty funny. I finally put a bet in and uh, it paid off big. 
again, even with the gi, like amazing to be watching jujitsu in the gi on flow grappling. When I was a kid, it was just reading forums, reading about the results, barely anything on YouTube. Budo videos, you'd have to order the VHS, the DVD. So the sport's coming a long way. Cool to be a part of it. Um, yeah. So thank you guys for listening to Rebel Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. Today's episode more of like a fight recap. I'm going to try to do these on Sundays after like a big weekend like this one. I'll be watching UFC fights, uh, big flow grappling events, and giving my thoughts. All right. If you want to start your own podcast, download the app Anchor. You can record an amazing podcast without all the fancy equipment, just using your iPhone. You could do it in your car, maybe even on the way to work. Guys, if you're going to go buy a new gi, make sure you get a show your roll. It's pretty expensive, but it's worth it. You get what you pay for. Thank you guys for listening. Come train with us. Rebel Jiu-Jitsu. Rebel Jiu-Jitsu Academy on Instagram. Rebel Jiu-Jitsu Podcast on Instagram. I'll see you guys on the mats.